Friday edition of the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com. And Tom Leach and Jim Goodman here to talk about the Friday, April 21st card, which includes the grade three Baird Double Dog Dare for Phillies and Mayors four and up and a mile on a 16th. So we'll start with the stake, Jim. A nice field, not a big one, but a well-matched group. Where did you land in the Double Dog Dare? Landed on Brad Cox with Interstate Daydream coming out of the Azari, where she didn't run that well. She only got beat two and three quarters, though, to Secret Oath and Clarier. Clarier came back and won at San Anita last weekend. So, um, and Secret Oath, you know how good she is. So, the only the only thing I'm worried about with Interstate Daydream is Green Up beat her two back at Parks, and that was Green Up's best race of of her life by far. Came back to earth in the cotillion. They they tried her in grade one. This was a little more realistic spot for her, and Iran takes green up. So uh, I think green up is the second choice for me in here. And since she's beaten Interstate Daydream, maybe maybe they just maybe Interstate Daydream just didn't like the parks track. Uh, I'm gonna say the back class here. Uh, she ran okay in the Ashland last year and came back and won the Black Eyed Susan in the Indiana Oaks. If she gets back to anywhere like that, this is her second off a layoff. And uh, Brad likes to win these great stakes here. So I'm going to take Interstate Daydream. Hidden Connection for Brett Calhoun uh, comes out of the same race, the Azari, at Oakland, and just didn't run a step that day. Uh, she was a long shot there, and she was taking a, a pretty good step up from a grade three, but she ran the Oaks last year, almost won the fairground Oaks. So, again, some back class there, but she hasn't panned out as a four-year-old as well as, as Brett would have liked. Uh, Moonswag comes out of the Azari, uh, but couldn't beat Hidden Connection too back. And then uh, Traverse for Rosario and Riley Mott. Um, the Oakland form is good, but jumping from a $62,000 claimer to a grade three, I think she may be up against it with Interstate Daydream. So I'm going to take a stand with Mr. Cox here. I think it's green up or Interstate Daydream. I took green up on top. Uh, for the website, uh, just kind of a coin flip for me, but uh, maybe a little better price. So I'll uh, take a shot with Greenup, who got really good last summer. And if she gets back to that figure she ran at Parks when she beat Interstate Daydream, then she got a big shot. And she's worked really well, looks like, for this first start of the year. Uh, Interstate Daydream, uh, the last race, her first race of the year, she gets beat by Secret Oath and the likes of Secret Oath and Clarier. Uh, and the apple blossom, so that was impressive. Um, those Phillies came back and were, were very impressive in the apple blossom. So um, I think Interstate Daydream is definitely the one to beat. The only other one I'd consider would be Traverse, just in case that she's getting to a higher level. Uh, she's in lifetime best form, but this is a big step up for her, but maybe she's getting good. Uh, so if you want to go deeper, you could include Traverse, but I think you're fine on the pick four with Greenup or Interstate Daydream. That's the third leg of the pick four. It's race nine. The pick four starts in race seven with three-year-old maiden fillies going six and a half. You have some interesting first-timers in here, but I ended up taking a couple of horses that have experience uh, as my top two picks. Magical Loot at a little bit of a price. This horse narrowly missed in her debut last summer at Churchill. Then was 5th of 12 in September, so not a bad effort there. The Wilkes Barn's been red hot, and just on you know that angle and the fact that this horse was uh, ready to fire first time out last year, I'm going to give a shot to Magical Loot. Uh, she's a small-town girl for Maker, horse that has speed, and she ran into Punchbowl in her debut, so she actually hooked a good one. Punchbowl was uh, one of the top choices in the Ashland. Then you've got three first-time starters that I think you, you have to use. 
Copa Girl for Brad Cox. Sassy Walker coming in from California for Phil D'Amato. Had a 47-3 gate work here at Keeneland. And then truly grateful for Michael Stidham, who has really good numbers with his first-timers. And uh, I think this horse has got a shot by violence, so should be ready to run early. If you want to go one more, you could use Check Engine Light, who ran in a stake off her maiden win. But, you know, you could uh, leave her in or out, kind of your call, if you want to go one more deeper. Uh, but Magical Loot on top of She's a Small Town Girl for me. How'd you see race seven, Jim? I thought this one was wide open, and I couldn't eliminate a whole lot of horses there. Um, and it's a good thing that we have this made in special ways at the start of the pick four. I would like to, to have had it better at the start of the pick five, but it didn't work out with our turf races coming up. So you'll be able to look at the board and see which ones of these first-time starters are really uh, are really being bet. But I took the three inside horses, Copper Girl, truly grateful for Michael Stidham, I used under advisement for Brendan Walsh. He, well, he's not that good uh, on first-time starters. He gets Rosario to ride for him here and, and uh, drawn well outside the other two first-time starters. I used Sassy Walker for DeMato and Pratt. Um, small-town girl, she's a small-town girl for Maker, was probably my top pick out of that race at Oakland. I don't know, you know, 67, 66 buyers, she needs to take a step up, but she's got some good experience under her belt. And you mentioned... Punchbowl in the first race, not only Punchbowl, but the second and third horses came back to win. So that was a key race. And then Into Love came out and won uh, off her second race. So she ran into some tough cookies at Oakland, and she may like this uh, maybe soften up feel with, with a bunch of first-time starters. I'm going to use Check Engine Light because of Saez, and Jorge Abreu comes up with some uh, interesting horses sometimes. He's 26% in a small sample in 2023. He's only had 47 starters. We've got 12 wins. So this horse drops out. They tried her in a uh, a stakes race in Aqueduct and came up on a muddy track. But going back there, she just lost a maiden special by a nose. So I'm going to use Check Engine Light as one of my top picks in here. I'm not using Magical Loot. Um, I I thought the numbers were light, and I don't like the layoff. So I, I just... I, I left her off, but she'd be my, I guess, my seventh pick. But I'm using six of them, so uh, I can't go any deeper. Understand. Let's go to race eight. It's a, a high-level allowance. Non-winners of three other than. Phillies and Mayors four and up on the turf at a mile and a 16th. Uh, I thought uh, the three inside horses uh, all look strong in here. Which one did you land on, or did you go somewhere else? Uh, I, I've got those three, uh, but I've also... I like Brandon Walsh here with arm candy on the outside with Johnny Velasquez. This horse comes out of the Sand Springs at Gulfstream, um, hung on the outside there, and didn't do that well. So so she's got to improve some, but uh, she's got a lot of stakes race experience, and she drops back into the allowance race, and I think she may be a contender, along with those three horses on the inside. Brad Cox uh, has juncture with Florent Giroux coming out of some races in Ireland, and the last time form rating was 106, which uh, compares to like a 90 buyer here, or 91. So if if this horse fits the North America, she might be right there. Uh, Via Reggio uh, beat this horse in Ireland, and she's a first-time North American starter for Brendan Walsh, the three-horse, and then fastest flight for Brian Lynch coming out of the grade three Honey Fox and Gulfstream dropping back to allowance company. I think this is a really tough race. Using arm candy. And the other horse I'm going to use is Graham Motions by Partisanship, the sixth horse for Luis Saez. 
coming out of the Franco behind Queen Goddess, and uh, again, ran the Matriarch at Del Mar, so has some stakes experience dropping back into Lounge Company. I think this is a really, really good race, and I could go a lot of different ways here. Going to stop with those five. Arm Candy, my top choice, but um, the two Irish horses are going to be right there, I think. I took Juncture on top, probably, I think, Probably the, the thing that pushed me in that direction was the connections. Brad Cox training for Judmont here, and uh, they usually are ready to fire at, at Keeneland. Um, Euro Shipper's been off since November, but uh, could certainly be ready for, for Brad Cox with that long and strong pattern of works. At fastest flight, second, just because there's a little more recency there. Steadily improving buyers. She's got 2023 form, fourth beaten just a length and a quarter in a grade three last time, uh, the Honey Fox race you mentioned. Via Reggio has been off since August, so I put uh, her third just because of the longer layoff, but she won a group three in Europe, so there's some class there. And I'm going to stick with those three on my pick four, thinking uh, one of the three inside horses will get the win. Race 10 is a first-level allowance race for three-year-olds, and they'll go on the turf at a mile and an eighth. How'd you see that one, Jim? Again, I, I'm going to single uh, in the feature race. I'm going to go deep again. Um, I went with Battle of Normandy here uh, on top, coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last year here at Keeneland. Um, ran a 78 buyer that day. Only lost by three and a half at a very juicy price, 48 to one. Um, but got beat three and a half, finished fifth. Been off since then. Uh, comes back here in allowance race after having raced and with anticipation at Saratoga, a grade three in the Pilgrim at Aqueduct. So the Battle of Normandy is the is the class of the race. Also use Mooncat for Chris Davis on the inside, two-way crossing for Roger Atfield and Luis Saez, which if it weren't for Battle of Normandy would probably be my top pick in here with that 75 buyer coming from Gulfstream. Roja Redemption for Joe Talamo and Paulo Lobo. They always seem to team up for a couple wins at Keeneland, and I think they're due for one. And then Reckoning Force for Brendan Walsh and Gaffleon. Um, turf form is really good. Did not run that well in the rush away, but may not have liked the synthetic. That was, her, that was his first try on the synthetic. And uh, he ran the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf here as well and only got beat six and a half. It was a length behind the Battle of Normandy. So Reckoning Force has got a shot as well. I'm going to stop with those five. Again, we've got three of the four races to me are, are wide open here and I, I think the stakes race is the only one that that is really going to be really formful i ended up taking three horses here because i'm going deep on the front uh, end of the ticket i've got our dream ride on top it's wilkes and rosario rosario didn't ride a lot for this barn but rode this horse last fall and uh horse was wide in his three-year-old debut and still had an improving buyer figure against stakes caliber company so this horse could take a step forward for, uh, again, a, a barn that's been hot at this meet. And then I've got Battle of Normandy for the reasons you mentioned. And uh, one first time out at Saratoga, so that might indicate this one could be ready off a layoff. And it shook McGahee, so that tells you it can be ready too. And then Reckoning Force, the seven, uh, that 80 buyer on March the 4th would uh, fit real well against this group. I'd say just ignore the uh, race in the rush away on the synthetic last time and focus on that previous race as this horse gets back onto the turf. So going three deep in the last leg. My pick four ticket starts with six in the front end, one, two, five, six, eight, nine, with one, two, three, with two, four, with five, seven, nine, $54 ticket for me on the Friday pick four. How about you, Jim? I went a little deeper in some of the races. I got six in the first leg, like you. I've got one, two, three, six, eight, nine, uh, with one, two, three, six, ten, 
with four, with one, four, five, six, seven. We could both hit it here. We've got a lot of common numbers. We just played a little bit differently. I, I really think Interstate Daydream is, is the class of that race, and I'm going to take a stand there. It's a $75 ticket with six by five by five. The uh, turf pick three is available on the card, and it is in race five, and uh, that will uh, give you a shot at a uh, nice payoff there with the $3 ticket. So remember that wager starts <laughs> in the fifth race. Best of luck with your plays on the Friday card. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.